Hi, everyone. Welcome to the fifth episode of Laboring in Employment, a monthly podcast series on Asia employment law issues. I'm Wendy. I'm joined today by May, a partner based in Shanghai. Some of you may recall that May has already given us an overview of the upcoming changes to China's data protection regime. That was in March. If you have missed that episode, you can access it from our podcast's landing page. Hello, May. It's good to have you on. Hi, everyone. Thanks for inviting me today. I have asked May to join to talk us through some key issues to note when effecting transfers of employment in China. As the post-pandemic economic recovery begins, global M&A activity has accelerated, and we have seen an increase in questions relating to transferring employees within entities. This is relevant where, for example, there is an acquisition which involves an asset transfer, and in connection with that, a proposal to transfer the affected employees from one entity to another. So May, I understand that, like Hong Kong, there is no two-p-type legal mechanism which provides for the automatic transfer of employment in China. This means that the current employer must terminate the existing employment, and the employer must offer new employment to the affected employees. This is correct, Wendy. To effect a transfer of employment in China, there are three key documents, all of which need to be prepared. First, a notice of termination issued by the current employer or a separation agreement between the current employer and the employee. This is needed to terminate the existing employment. And second, a transfer agreement between the existing employer, the new employer, and the employee to effect a transfer. And third, an employment contract between the new employer and the employee, which sets out the terms of the new employment. So in Hong Kong, there is no requirement to consult the employees prior to proposing a transfer of employment. What is the position in China? Generally speaking, as long as the employees provide consent to a transfer, there is no legal requirement to consult. But there are two exceptions. The first exception is where any collective contract or company rules in place provide that consultation is needed for the transfer of employment. The second is where the transfer will result in any material or significant change to the affected employee's essential terms of employment. Some examples of essential terms of employment include those which relate to bonuses, leave entitlements, and other benefits. If any such cases exist, the employer will need to go through a democratic consultation procedure before implementing such material changes. Some of the audience may not be familiar with、um, the consultation process. So, can you please talk us through the steps which need to be taken during the process if there will be、um, substantive changes to the essential terms of employment? Sure. The employer needs to prepare a draft version of the new terms and provide it to the employee representative if there's one or all affected employees. The employer must then consult with the employee representative union or all the、uh, all of the affected employees as appropriate, and the employer will obtain their feedback on the draft. All feedback provided should be considered. The employer that will then revise the new terms if necessary and circulate the final version to all the affected employees. This is what we call the four-step democratic pro- consultation procedure. Let's assume that. 
neither of the exceptions that you have mentioned applies. What are the steps which need to be taken by the current employer? The current employer should notify the affected employees of the proposed transfer and for transfer to take effect, it should be consented and accepted by the affected employees in writing. In practice, to encourage their acceptance, when the employees are notified, they should be provided with all the relevant, relevant information in advance, such as the reason for the proposed transfer and the expecting timing, and etc. In order to ensure consistency in the employer's communications with employees, we, should, we would suggest preparing a script. It is also useful to have ready responses to some frequently asked questions and remind managers to adhere to the script. In Hong Kong, if any employee refuses to be transferred, they will remain employed by the existing employer and the employer can then decide to keep them or to terminate their employment subject to any legal prohibition on termination. We all know that in China, employment can be terminated only on very limited grounds. So in what circumstances can an employer dismiss an employee if he or she does not um, accept a proposal to be transferred? Um, if after a transfer, the existing employer will cease operation or at least stop the business in which the employee is employed, then the employee can be dismissed on the ground of a cessation of the relevant business or major change of objective circumstances. When effecting termination, the employer must follow procedures and requirements on PRC law, including but not limiting to give one month's notice and paying out all termination entitlements, including statutory severance pay. It's quite important for the employer to terminate employment only when there's a legal ground to do so and to follow the relevant procedures. Otherwise, the employee may claim unlawful termination. If the employee is successful, he or she may be entitled to double sever statutory severance pay or reinstatement of employment. Alternatively, depending on the number of employees who will be dismissed, the employer may conduct a massive layoff. This would, however, require the employer to go through a 30-day consultation process and a file report with the local labor bureau. In practice, the recommended and safest approach is to reach a mutual agreed separation agreement with the relevant employees, and this is usually what happens. It will, however, require the employer to offer an extra payment to, to or other form of incentives. In your experience, how do employees in China generally react to proposed transfers? Quite often, employees would not resist a transfer provided it's communicated well in advance. The new employer agrees to recognize their period of prior service with the existing employer and there will be no substantive changes to their terms of employment. Sometimes, the new employer may offer the affected employees an additional bonus to encourage exceptions. Let's move on to the topic of um, data privacy. It will be necessary for the current employer to transfer the personal data of the affected employees to the new employer and its service providers. The position in Hong Kong is that unless such transfer is already covered by a personal information collection statement issued by the existing employer, it will need to obtain the affected employee's consent. In China, the position is similar in that the current employer must obtain the consent of the affected employee before sharing their personal data with the new employer. 
In practice, such consent is usually incorporated in the employment documentation, for example, employment contract or employee handbook. The employer should check whether consent has already been obtained, and if it has, no further steps need to be taken. After the affected employees have been transferred to the new employer, what does the new employer need to do? The new employer must complete onboarding, registration and transfer of social security accounts in accordance with local government requirements and procedures. The onboarding registration should be done within one month after the commencement of the employment with the new employer. In cities like Beijing and Shanghai, onboarding registration are simple. They can be submitted online and are usually approved within the same day. Once this is done, the new employer can transfer the employee's social security accounts, which can also be done within the same day. How about expat employees? Can you brief us? Can you briefly talk us through what additional requirements would apply to them? Sure. Expatriate employees, all visas and work permits will have to be deregistered. Applications for visas and work permits will have to be submitted in the name of the new employer. The application process may take several weeks to complete, and the expatriate employees can now start work for the new employer before they obtain their new visas and work permits. It's obviously advisable to allow lead time for this. Sometimes an employer may want an employee to work for another company on a temporary basis. In such case, it would not be appropriate to transfer the employee to the other company. In Hong Kong, this can often be done by effecting a secondment arrangement under which an employer seconds the employee to a host company. What is the position in China? How can an employer, uh, what can an employer do to achieve this? Uh, currently, in PRC, secondment arrangement is not that common. However, if the employer's scope of business allows to uh, arrange a service, make a service arrangement, it can agree to provide service to another company, and as a part of such arrangement, send its employees to work for that company for a fixed period. I do, however, want to emphasize that this kind of a service arrangement must be carefully structured to ensure that it does not constitute an unlawful labor dispatch arrangement. For example, the host company can now choose the employees who will provide service to it. Second, the service fee charged by the employer should be calculated based on services provided, not the number of employees who will provide service to a host company. And the scope of services provided by the employer must be clear and specific. This is all the time that we have for today. Thank you for listening in and thanks, May, for joining us. Please do stay tuned for our next episode, which will be on suspension. Until then, take care.